Do you need an anger card? That is the interesting concept I'm going to unpack in today's episode of Heart in a Drawer, the podcast for adult children of divorce. Welcome back to Heart in a Drawer. I am so glad to be with you again this week. I'm your host, Sarah Geringer. I just counted up. This is the 64th episode of this show. I recently upgraded my sound equipment, so maybe you can tell a little bit of difference in the sound quality. I'm pretty happy with it, and I hope that it is good for you too. So I've been thinking about this concept of an anger card and I need to unpack that for you Um, at the outset I want to say we know that the Bible tells us we've got to practice a lot of self-control with our anger the Bible never says that we should just let loose with it so I need to say that at the outset I also want to say this is kind of what I'm saying as a two-part broadcast we're gonna look at one side of this today And then next week, we're going to look at a completely different side of how we handle our anger. So uh, keep that in mind that I'm going to have another entire episode about dealing with anger next time in a different direction, okay? And also, I want to remind you, like I do on every episode, that this podcast is never meant to be a substitute for professional therapy from a Christian counselor or a pastor. It is supposed to be a supplement to that kind of care. I received five plus years of that myself in my healing journey, and I highly, highly recommend that you get that yourself. There is a link in the show notes for a free one-time consultation call that you can make like I did years ago. Okay, so what is an anger card? Well, I discovered this concept from a Christian counselor who I have a lot of respect for. His name is Dr. David Clark. I've read several of his books. This concept I discovered in his book, I Don't Want a Divorce. And I came upon this book when I was uh, going through a marriage separation for a short period in 2015 this was literally a lifeline for me and I applied some of the concepts and unfortunately they did not ultimately save my marriage but they did kind of help for a short while until my ex decided to return to his abusive ways. Um, That is sad part of my story but uh, I know that I did everything I could to save the marriage and improve it. Um, And sometimes it doesn't work. But this book is full of very valuable concepts that we can use when we are in really toxic relationships. So This is what I'm speaking about today. If you are facing any kind of toxic relationship as an adult child of divorce that could be with your parents, 
your step-parents, your siblings, your step-siblings, any extended family members. This is where I would like you to apply this concept. And I think those of us who need an anger card are the kind of people who are too nice. <laughs> that is um, That has been my problem pretty much all of my life. And I've had to learn to set boundaries and stick by them so that people will stop taking advantage of me. I know that many of you listening would probably put yourself in the same category of someone who has been too nice and then people take advantage of you. So if you are in these really um, high intensity, really difficult relationships, there might not be a better tool for you to use than the anger card. So I also want to be very careful to point out that this book has 20 chapters and Dr. Clark introduces this concept in chapter 18. So he's basically saying this is kind of one of the last resorts that you use because you've tried to do reconciliation, you've tried to confront, you've tried to set uh, lower bar boundaries, those haven't worked. And so you're dealing with someone who is in true denial of their contributions to the problems, and they're probably not even empathizing with how painful this is for you. And so you're bumping up against this problem again and again, and it's someone who is uh, really toxic and perhaps even abusive. So he's using these, um, he's using this in the context of someone who has committed adultery in a marriage. And of course, we know that it, that is an egregious sin. Oftentimes, it breaks up the marriage. So if you look at it in that context, the anger card is really for kind of heavy-duty situations. So I wanted to make sure that you understand that before I unpack this concept. He says, getting angry is one of the most loving actions you can do for the offender. You ought to feel the kind of anger that Jesus felt when he saw his house, the temple, made into a den of robbers when it should have been a house of prayer. In this example, your husband has desecrated your marriage, a sacred institution established by God. If ever there was a time for righteous anger, this is it! Exclamation point. Either it is anger over this sin, or the sin, so grievous to the Lord and to you, will go unheeded. So I believe that Dr. Clark's motivation for this kind of anger card is because this sin is so great that it must be confronted or the person will just do it again and they won't see how painful this is to other people like yourself. So he continues, he says, I know some of my advice will sound unchristian to you. Trust me, that's only because you've been misinformed about how Christians are supposed to behave when dealing with sin. So he says that sometimes we have trouble getting angry at someone who's clearly sinning against us. I did um, 
some comments on a podcast by Adam Young, The Place We Find Ourselves. And he talked about the difference between a run-of-the-mill sinner and a truly wicked and evil person. And we're talking about a truly wicked and evil person who intends harm against you in this in this topic today. And so he's saying there's really two reasons why we have trouble getting angry at someone who's sinning against us in such uh, horrible ways. And one is that we're in denial. And I think that this is really easy for us when we're talking about our family members because it's so hard to think that these people who are supposed to love us are intending harm against us. That is just a very painful and difficult concept to uh, swallow. And I had to sit with my counselor and talk about that. And just hearing his affirmation of how painful and wrong and just not God's design that is for me, I needed his affirmation to be able to set the boundaries that I needed to set and and keep that anger card um, because I didn't want to be in denial anymore. Denial had cost me my dignity, my self-respect for years when these people were running all over me, and I didn't want that anymore. So you have to get to the point where you don't want to be in denial about the problems, even though these are people who really should be on your side supporting you, but they're not. They're not doing that. Here's a second reason why we have trouble getting angry at someone who's really sinning in egregious ways. One is that we feel guilty. So this is very classic of children. Um, Children, you know, can't uh, process these huge ideas. Uh, It's hard enough for us as adults to do that um, for these complex situations uh, that that divorce causes in our families, right? But it's very common as children to think that it was their fault that the marriage broke up, right? But when we get to a point where we're adult children of divorce and dealing with this, it's because someone who is wicked or evil, not just a run-of-the-mill sinner, but wicked or evil is going to try to twist this back into being our fault, that we're being too reactive, too sensitive, or we're making too big a deal out of really what's nothing, when this is actually a pattern of toxic or abusive behavior that we're trying to stand up against. So that could be a reason that you feel false guilt about something and that can paralyze you. And the way to overcome that is to get around people who aren't involved in the situation to be able to speak some wisdom and truth into your life. That can be a counselor. That could be a friend. It could be a coworker that you're close to, that you have a really good friendship with. Um, It could be a pastor or somebody who's on, you know, a committee with you. Someone who has an objective perspective, someone you can trust to give you some insight into whether really you're contributing to the problem or not. And if you're not, then that means someone needs to be confronted so they will stop perpetuating the wrong things against you. So I wanted to uh, set that up for you before we talk about 
this anger card. And literally it is like a three by five card, uh, or you could make it smaller that fits in your wallet. Or I guess you could take a picture of it and keep it on your phone if that is more convenient for you. And that is your anger card. So this is where uh, Dr. Clark talks about this. He says, use the top 10, okay? He starts out saying, Rocky Glisson, my best friend and counseling associate, came up with a great idea we both use in helping victims of sin get in touch with their anger. It's called the top 10. We ask the client to write down on an index card the top 10 bad, painful things that, in his sin, her husband has done to her. She keeps this card with her at all times, in her pocket or purse. When the weepy feelings and the hurt feelings come back and she needs a fresh burst of anger, she just whips out the top 10 and it reminds her of the rotten things he has done to her. And then he goes through this list. I'm not going to do this because it's just, it's painful, okay? And I'm sure right now you're thinking of at least 10 things that this person who has been wicked and evil to you has done to you that are truly bad. They're, they're just truly bad. And if you tell someone who is not involved in the situation, then you see the look of shock on their face at how bad it really is. This has happened to me multiple times. And it was weird because, you know, it was normal for me. But when I would tell people who weren't involved in the situation and they literally had a look of shock on their face, like, how could somebody actually do that? That's when I knew my situation was a lot more severe than I was giving it credit for being. And that was a warning sign to me that I needed to do something different than I had done before. I want to be clear because the Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, it says, love keeps no record of wrongs, right? So am I being unbiblical and telling you this? Is Dr. Clark being unbiblical and telling you this? No, no, it's not. Because when our no muscle is weak, because Jesus tells us, let your yes be yes and your no be no. But when you have a problem with people pleasing or codependency, you might not have a very well-developed no muscle. And this is why people keep running over you, particularly people who really intend harm against you. So an anger card helps you when you're in the process of setting boundaries to stand firm in your boundaries and not cave. That is its purpose. It's to give you strength. It is not because you want to hold a grudge against someone. It's not because you want to keep a record of wrongs. That's not the purpose of this. It's more like it's a tool in your toolbox to help you accomplish the task that you need to do at the time, which is not just set a boundary, but stand firm on it. Because in our last episode, we talked about when you face pushback or criticism, how people are going to try to run you down and you've got to have strength to be able to stand strong. You've got to have that support system in place that I've talked about before. 
and your anger card can help you do this. Now, I want to kind of wrap this up by saying that last week I had to do that myself. So I had a silent anniversary of a loss um, because it was a holiday associated with one of the people that I have had to set a no contact boundary against. And so all these memories were coming back in this grief that I am facing. And I was very sad uh, for several hours in the morning. And then God kind of whispered to me, he's like, where's your anger card on this person? And I could feel this loving and protective fatherly tone in his voice. Like, I'm saying this because I love you and I want to protect you and I don't want to see you hurting over this the rest of the day. And so what I did is I took some time to review an imaginary anger card. I hadn't actually written it out, but it didn't take very long for me (laughs) to come up with some really, really good reasons why I need, not just want, but need that no contact boundary in place and why even though I will always love this person and care about them, that I cannot have a relationship with them because they have obliterated every shred of trust until or unless they repent and confess about those terrible sins against me, a trusting relationship is impossible. Now, my pastor did a great sermon on, um, on the prodigal son story this past weekend. I will link a, um, a link to the YouTube sermon replay if you want to dig into that because he goes a lot further in depth than I can in this podcast today. I think he did a really good job of explaining what needs to happen when relationships are broken. So when I think about that, when I think a few days back, I was struggling, my anger card brought me back to reality. And I believe that God wants us to operate in real terms with our feelings, our emotions, our thoughts, all this junk that we have to sort out in our healing journeys as adult children of divorce. He wants us to deal in reality, not just theoretical terms. And so it brought me back and I thought, you know what? Anger is my friend today. It doesn't have to walk beside me every day. It shouldn't because then it will destroy me. For that day, anger was like a severe thunderstorm that came through my area. And, you know, it knocked a couple branches down, but at the end of the day, it brought much needed rain. That day, I needed that thunder and lightning of anger to come through because it produced what it needed to produce in me. I don't know if you've ever considered this concept before, but it has helped me tremendously, not just in my marriage, but it did help me in all these other 
relationships in which I've had to set boundaries for my own good. And so I pray that it is helpful to you as it is to me right now and as it's going to be in the future in certain circumstances and only for limited amounts of time. Because I just want to reiterate, I've got to be very careful with this subject. We don't want to hold grudges against people. We don't want to stay angry forever. But if we use this to our advantage in certain situations, it can get us past our codependency and people-pleasing and help us to be firm. I just want to restate as we close a Bible verse that helps me every time that I have to make a hard decision like this, and it's Romans 12, 18. I've brought this up several times on past episodes. It's a really good one to revisit. And it says, If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So the part I'm going to focus on today is if it is possible. Sometimes it's not possible. Sometimes you have tried everything and it's just not working. That's when you need to employ the anger card to help you confront, help you call out sin in someone else's life and give them a chance to fall on their knees before God and say, I am so sorry for what I've done. Some people won't ever do that until or unless we confront them. And in the meantime, we have to protect ourselves from the evil that they're trying to inflict on us. That is godly and healthy. God does not want us to be victims of abuse. I only wish I had internalized that truth sooner. To tell you the truth, my own children have told me they wish I had internalized that truth sooner. So I say this as a warning, but also kind of a blessing on you that you are worth more than being treated this way. So use that anger card for your advantage. So let me close us out in prayer today on this challenging episode of Heart in a Drawer. Father God, I want to praise you today for what I'm going to call the gift of anger. God, we know that the Bible tells us that you get angry, Lord. You are slow to anger and abounding in love, but you got angry and yet do not sin. Jesus got angry and yet he did not sin. Now, we sin in our anger. We get it wrong so often, Lord. But today, it's a comfort to me to know that anger itself is not wrong. And I want to praise you for giving us the gift of righteous anger so that we can stand up against the evil that's in our lives. And some of us, adult children of divorce, are still dealing with with wicked and evil people who intend us harm. And we know that breaks your heart, Lord, and we know you want something better for us. So I pray that whoever whoever is listening today 
and considering the need for an anger card is going to say, I want to do this right. I want to do this well. I'm going to get the help that I need. And I pray, Lord, that you will lead them to wise, godly people who can guide them into setting boundaries, standing firm on their convictions, and even reviewing the abusive behavior that they've endured that makes these hard stands necessary, that they would not feel guilty about it, that they would not feel in denial about it anymore, but they would be strong and courageous and brave and do what you call them to do. And sometimes that's the hard thing. But we also know, Lord, you will be with us before and during and after whatever fights we have to fight to protect our self-respect and our dignity. And those are also good gifts that you give us. So, Holy Spirit, I pray you will give those who are listening insight and wisdom into how to apply this concept to do it not out of bitterness or spite, but out of wisdom and out of a sense of honoring themselves as children of God. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening today. I cannot wait until next week when I introduce you to one of one of the most complex characters in the Bible who has so much to teach us about how to handle our anger. And I really think you're going to get a lot from that episode that will complement what I talked about today. So stay tuned for next week. And until then, I will be praying God's peace and blessings upon you in your healing journey.